Welcome to Mosaic's Portable Talks podcast series, Listening to God, where I get to sit down with family, friends, and mentors, people who are in the thick of following Jesus and embodying His kingdom and justice in their own context, and I get to ask them about how they experience the presence of God and how they pray. At Mosaic, we believe Creator God, Jesus Christ, is present and speaking always and in many ways. Some of those ways may feel like absence and silence. And we also believe that Creator God, Jesus Christ, is always drawing us deeper into the mystery and reality of His presence. I hope the conversations in this series will deepen your confidence that it is possible for you to experience God and hear Him speak to you. I also hope they provoke you to explore new faithful experiences of prayer, and I hope they stoke your desire to draw near to God's presence in Jesus Christ, which, like a fire, can warm, give light, and transform that which it touches. In this conversation with my good friend Bev Giroux, a teacher in our public school system, you'll hear about how her journey in prayer has affected me, and really positively. You'll also hear her talk about her experiences of prayer growing up in the Pentecostal and charismatic movements of the church, and what it's been like for her to find new ways to pray and to grow spiritually as she's reaching midlife. We also get into this cool life meta-narrative about what quote-unquote real ministry looks like and where we really serve Jesus. That is an absolute delight as a friend, and I hope you'll get a kick out of this episode. All right. Well, uh, welcome to another uh, Portable Talks podcast. Um, I'm here with uh, my dear friend, Bev Giroux, who, um, Bev, I guess I should get you to introduce yourself to people. So why don't All you right. tell people a bit about yourself? All right. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Bev. Um, I actually had the honor of being with you guys virtually. I'm not sure how yes. you play with you, but yeah. yeah. Um, I played guitar and sang one time. When was that? That, that was, was last summer. Okay. Like I mean, August it feels of like 2020. Ago. Anyways, <laughs> so that was awesome. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Connection. Uh, so that was so fun. Um, anyways, but yes, I live in London which wasn't always the case, but I do right now. I do, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm a music teacher at an elementary school. Um, I'm a worship leader and a mom and a wife and, you know, all those kinds of things. But, yeah, and I am also in um, schooling right now to become a spiritual director. So these are uh, lots of different things about me, yeah. That's and true. I also love to um, do and sing random songs. Uh, about anything all the time at any time just a random fact for you yes mm-hmm. do you but you make them up or oh yeah like i completely make it up i could be like i'll i could grab my ukulele right now and just be like i'm here with andrew and i'm singing my song like i don't know i'll just do whatever whatever we're doing right now my students online right now love it because uh i made up a little it's music class at last song and then whatever class I'm teaching, I put their teacher's name. And then as I see them in the boxes, I sing about whatever I see. So That's it's amazing. like, Andrew is here and he's in a bedroom. And Bev is in her basement. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> but they love it. They're like, Mrs. Giroux, can you sing it again? Anyways. So there's, Believe you know. That. That's amazing. 
That is amazing. There are so many people that I'm like, I want them to listen to this episode right now. Because <laughs> that right there uh, reminds me of them. And they're pretty awesome people too. So anyway, um, so if my sister Grace is listening or my friend Fiona Jack is listening, props to you guys. Um, but uh, yeah, so a couple of weeks ago, um, uh, I was in a uh, a real profound season of maybe faint heartedness of struggle, whatnot. And uh, one of the beautiful gifts of being me, I guess, is that God has given me friends who uh, are really willing to pray for me when, um, when I need to be prayed for. So I sent an email to this group of friends and um, just said, Hey, this is what's going on. And I was, and I was really open and pretty specific about what I was going through. And um. And then, uh, Bev, you were one of the folks, I mean, everybody was praying for us for sure, but you were one of the folks who wrote back with what you sensed the Holy Spirit was speaking to you about. And um, your words were just super timely and really spoke to my heart, to the situation. And not only that, but I feel like um, through through you, this, the Holy Spirit was kind of giving me a really helpful perspective and a new kind of interpretation of what I was experiencing right there. Right. So what felt overwhelming and, and really um, uh, debilitating to me as, as I was, as I share that with you all. And then as, as you spoke back to me, what the Holy spirit was speaking to you felt like, like God lifted the weight off of my spirit. He, he gave me hope for the future. And, and I'd say that I'm like, you know, a few weeks after that, I'm like, I'm able to, to handle some of the ongoing challenges with a sense of peace and with a sense of like, okay, I got energy. I want to, I want to try stuff out. And, mm-hmm. and that's a very different kind of spiritual um, place than I was at like a month ago. So, so just to, so the question that I'm curious about is at this point in your life of, of prayer, um, what is it that's allowed your, what is it that allows you to, you know, to go to prayer, to, to experience whatever you experience and to offer that with, you know, humility and with clarity, but also with great generosity and boldness, because I think one of the things that I certainly experienced in receiving that communication from you was like, it was totally open-handed, right? You weren't like being domineering or anything like that, but it was just genuine, honest. But like I said, like, I I really do think it, it was uh, from the Holy spirit. So what, like, how does that work for you? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking like about that experience and uh, I remember I was actually out doing yard work. I got your email and I looked at it. And uh, so I just kept doing my yard work thinking. And then as I was thinking about just what I was reading and processing, of course, I was like, okay, God, this is obviously, Andrew's obviously on my heart right now. I'm like, how about I just actually pray for him, <laughs> you know, instead of just thinking. And then, <laughs> um, so I was sort of praying and then I was just like, I just, so I guess the first thing I'd say is that I just, it's like that that tug in your heart that sounds so nondescript, but it's just the way I can describe it of, Mm -hmm. Oh, I really, I want to bring Andrew to the Lord right now, not just with things I want to ask God. I want to kind of pause and say, okay, God, what are you trying to say right now? Mm. And so I just stopped what I was doing actually and closed my eyes. And uh, for me, and this is just, everyone has something different for them. And and for me, I've noticed this since I was young, uh, I Mm. often get images in my head. Um, And so I instantly had an image come to my mind. And because this has happened frequently now, I I, I guess it's part of it. I can, 
begin to trust and, and test it. So there's a bit of like, okay, this image just came to my mind. And then I'm like, okay, Lord, it seems kind of random. Mm. Um, and so I'm like, and then I just sit with that kind of image and just sent wait, really, mm. and see if anything comes to um, my heart or mind about it. And mm-hmm. so something did. Uh, and so that part felt like, okay, so I'm going to, so then I guess the next piece is, okay, so you one done something to God, like prayed and then received something from him. And mm-hmm. so that's its own step on its own. I get that. And then the next sure. step is the, like, how do you go ahead and offer it? Um, mm-hmm. So I say that it's been a journey for me. Um, I often felt pretty confident to offer things. Um, but I would say that journey has changed for me. Like, whereas at the be- mm-hmm. more early stages of my relationship with God, I would say I'd offer something and I'd be like, this is what God's telling you. And I know that like, this is what he's saying. And I don't think that's bad. And sometimes that's true. But where I feel like I've come to now in a place is um, a couple things. One, it's the, I'm going to offer it to you. And if this doesn't resonate, then that's okay. And maybe it's for a different mm-hmm. time or maybe it's not at all. And the mm-hmm. way I feel like I can be bold to, to give that is, and the way I can offer it open-handedly, it's kind of both in the same. It's just the, the deep realization and I can say it and I would have believed it before, but I, I know it's hitting my heart now mm-hmm. uh, over this journey of this is God's plan and not mine. And so mm-hmm. if I'm partnering with him um, then if it's going to resonate in your life, then it is. And so the reason I feel like I could be bold is because it's not up to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's like, it's actually, I can be bold because the pressure's off. If yeah, I yeah. hear something and give it to you and it doesn't stick. Okay. If I hear something and give it to you and it does great. And if you act like it's just, it felt, it feels, I feel like I can be much more open and free um, because of the fact that it's all his anyways. And I'm literally mm-hmm. just feeling like I'm trying to partner with what he's doing instead mm-hmm. of trying to force something when it mm-hmm. was more on my schedule, it would feel nervous. Like, what's this going to make me look like? What if I'm wrong? What mm-hmm. if uh, he doesn't like it? What if, and now I can be like, okay, mm-hmm. well, if you don't like it, that's okay. Let's up to God, not me. And if I was totally wrong, then I can say, I'm sorry. I, I'm offering. And I, you know, it's the offering. Sure. And, I think that that part also helps when you're just like, oh, it's not, if I say something to you and it doesn't resonate, that doesn't, that's not affecting, that doesn't make me a less person. That doesn't make me less of a a person who heard from God necessarily. Mm -hmm. It just means I think I heard something and I'm just going to trust that God, if he, if it's for you, it will stick. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. Does that sort of make sense? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I can identify with, with both the, um, the anxiety when you feel like, you know, when you're younger and you feel like God said something and then you're like, ah, there's all this pressure, right? It's like, did I hear right? Is this going to be really the thing the person wants to like, is ready to receive and blah, 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 blah. And then, and then the, um, I guess the other thing that strikes me is that I mean, you, you, you use the words, something like this, like strikes your heart now. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's, those are exact words, but like, it's like, like we know that it's, that, that God is the one who is active and we're responding mm-hmm. to him, partnering with him, like you said, yeah. right. Um, but there's something about that being our existential reality, mm-hmm. something that we are actually experiencing and living in yep. that is different. <laughs> it's different. Are. Yeah, it's just, that's exactly right. It's just, you can just tell there's something different. And so often I would find 
and it's happened more and more often. So I can trust it. So that's part of it, right? It's mm -hmm. just the more that something happens that comes to you, the more it's sort of the same, like, okay, I have this peace with it. I have this. Mm -hmm. And so often my images that I feel like I get and whether I get something to go with it or not, literally seem at a left field. Like they just make mm. no sense at all. <laughs> and I'm like, and so many times I've gotten to that. And that's a bold, that's a bit of a practice I would say is mm -hmm. beginning to over and over. I'm nervous to share this because it sounds like I'm crazy or it doesn't make any <laughs> sense, Right. but I'm going to yeah. try. So I guess it's that like kind of that fleece, you know, you're just like, I'm going to try. I don't know. And then, mm -hmm. oh, wow, that did. And sometimes when yeah. it, it doesn't, or sometimes sure. people receive it, it'll be like, oh, thank you. And you don't hear anything. But yeah. more often, and not it's been like oh how did you know that you wouldn't believe that that was the image that god just showed me blah 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 and you're like okay cool oh man so that does build your confidence i suppose in the fact that you yeah. are actually hearing what god's saying and not just making yeah. random things up <laughs> yeah 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 and yeah yeah i get that for sure um <laughs> yeah and there's a there's a beautiful moment right that you described when you're in the garden. Um, I just like the way that you laid that out for us where it's like, okay, you got this email from a friend. Yeah. You're thinking about it. And then you're like, okay, no, I actually want to bring this friend to Jesus. Yeah. So you just like, you guys, you paused, you focused yeah. on Jesus, the yeah. image comes. And then you're like, that's out of left field, but you're familiar enough with it, with that kind of experience. They're like, okay, yeah. God, like, is this from you? Mm -hmm. What is this saying? Mm -hmm. And then, then, yeah. So some clarity came, some sort of interpretation, I guess, right. the image happened. Yeah. And that's just and a beautiful just sequence. Like <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. And I'm so thankful. Yeah. I'm yeah. so, so thankful. It's really great. Yeah. So um, but let's uh, let, let's go back because you said mm -hmm. that, that you from the very beginning, you're mm -hmm. you you've ex you've had this experience of, of images in prayer. Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. how, when did you first start experiencing God's presence or 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 feeling like God was talking to you? Yeah, that's, I was trying to pinpoint, but um, I'd say pretty young, actually. Uh, I did grow up in a, in a charismatic church and um, I can remember being like uh, grade five and six and going to small groups, but I was always allowed to go to them, maybe grade seven. And mm -hmm. uh, they'd pray over us and we'd like have the experiences of being slain in the spirit and everything. Like we mm -hmm. would just, it was just all happening. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I remember people coming and praying over me. And I remember, like, I think one of my first experiences of it is I just, uh, I remember having a sense of God and some kind of image come to me about what God was saying about who I was. Wow. And that has stuck with me for my whole life. Um, mm. And so I'd say that it was pretty young. Um, and then yeah. As I grew up, like through high school, um, I was also, uh, like I went to a, a Pentecostal church, but I started attending uh, and sometimes going to Vineyard and having the like nice, airport yeah. vineyard experiences oh. and like all of the things, but like that yeah. really uh, got a hold of my life. And I'd say that that was wow. a big part of it actually. Uh, and it wasn't the sermons. I loved the worship because that's so my heart, but really mm -hmm. it was extended quiet time that's actually when you i'm actually saying this now realizing what it is as i'm speaking it but Excellent. it was like after being like whatever falling down after being prayed for uh whatever everyone's feels are on that i can't just hey. is just happened and Amen. uh yeah. and i uh and that was my favorite part was i was just lying on the floor no mm. one was having any expectations of me and it was just like, I felt like I was being bathed in God's presence. Like that wow. the worship was like just washing over me. And I just, 
I couldn't get enough of it. And, mm -hmm. uh, and actually, so I would say as that happened more and more like ideas or images or words would come and, um, and it really started with, uh, with God and me, it wasn't so mm -hmm. much about others people mm -hmm. at that point. It was just more about what I think he was saying to me. Um, and so anyways, that was my, and then as I, wow. I guess, grew up in it, or as I started going to youth group, I started seeing mm -hmm. people who didn't maybe know God as deeply the way I felt like I did. And mm -hmm. so I just wanted to, they would come and talk to me and I just started praying for them. Mm. And then, so that's when I think it kind of started becoming an overflow um, of that way where I mm. would, people would just kind of naturally be like, I always, this is random. I don't know, but I would always kind of laugh. I didn't date anyone till my husband when I was mm -hmm. 21. And, mm -hmm. But when I was in uh, high school, I knew like, everyone came to me to talk to me about their relationship advice. I'm like, why are you asking me? I don't know. But anyways, uh, <laughs> like, oh, I'm like, okay, sure. I'll give yeah. you my two cents on this. But anyways, the cool part is I got to talk to a lot of people. So I pray for a lot of people. So sometimes, yeah. so in an early stage, I would pray for people and just feel a sense. I would have these just yeah. pictures or words that would come. And I, and like I said, at the beginning, it, there did come this, uh, my own responsibility. Like I, it wasn't given to me. It's just something I took on. Like, well, I really, you know, it's like get a, a bit of our value, a bit of our worth. Like I want to mm -hmm. be able to say something that's going to mean something to you. Mm. I want to make sure, and I want to make sure I'm not doing something wrong and saying something to you True. that's like yeah. out of line. So, you know, mm -hmm. it's not to just not care at all, but, um, Anyways, so that was kind of my formative. My mom and my dad and my grandmother were all very like, um, they prayed like a lot. My grandma was a woman, wow. a warrior uh, of prayer. She mm. would pray all the time. And almost any time I talked to her, she would almost always in any kind of time with her quote a different psalm to me. Like she just was just yes. in love with Jesus and it just poured out of literally everything she would say. Yeah. And so that kind of, that came to my, my mom and she was uh, uh. a woman of prayer as well. She, uh, she spoke that when we were growing up, she said, no sickness will come in our home. And she said for like our childhood, we, we didn't really get sick. And that's true. We didn't. And wow. she just was like, she's like, Nope, this is what's happening. And anyways, I mean, that's yeah. not to say that people didn't ever. And again, like sickness has, has come and it's not that sure. it's whatever but just there is this season yeah. where i would watch my family be mm -hmm. uh people of prayer and so uh mm -hmm. that was pretty uh natural i'd say i guess and sometimes i felt yeah. bad that i wasn't praying as much as they and actually that's probably an important mm -hmm. point to say as well because as i have grown in my prayer life um especially to where i feel like i'm at now seeing mm -hmm. this um realizing that i've had this understanding of prayer of like it's it's bold and it's always claiming and not always but this is again a child sure. watching something right yeah. but yeah. uh you're like, you have to claim it you have to if you don't do it like some like it's not right. going to happen uh it's kind of it's on your shoulders and like you know if that person doesn't come to jesus maybe you didn't pray enough like my mom and grandma didn't really say that stuff it was more other right. places but uh, you feel this tremendous responsibility and weight of yes yes you know I, mean? I do so that was kind of formative with me as well yeah. Wow. Thank you for that. That's, I mean, it's so, it's beautiful. It's, it's, it's amazing to me. Cause I think, um, one of the, I'm just, I'm just thinking about what it's, what it's like to have elders around us who are modeling prayer mm. in a way that connects with reality. Mm -hmm. Right. Where it's yeah, like, 
that's profound. Yeah. What a profound gift. Um, yeah. Wow. So um, uh, would you say that those formative years, say before you were 20, um, that prayer was more caught than taught? As in like it was modeled for you and you picked it up from the people around you without a whole lot of really explicit teaching about it? Or were there actually really key ways in which people mentored you or instructed you in prayer at that season of your life? 